Welcome to a special edition of the Blue Collar Nation podcast, where Eric and Larry bring you the best and brightest minds in the blue collar world to help us weather this unprecedented storm. And now, on to the show. Hello, this is Larry with the Blue Collar Nation special edition podcast episode with my amazing business partner, Mr. Eric Sprague, the Tech Whisperer. How are you today, Eric? Am I, am I still amazing? I've been giving you a bunch of hard time this morning. <laughs> it's all right. I can handle it. I got tough skin with all the business that's going on. I'm feeling a little bit tougher, actually. Yeah, good. Yeah, exactly. Me too. And we, we have a wonderful guest that's going to give our listeners great insight with this mess, this virus mess that's going on right now. We have Tony Miklashevsky from New Dimension Protection Cleaning in Boston. How are you today, Tony? Uh, great. How are you guys? Yeah, we're doing great. Great. You know, Tony from one of our uh, coaching groups that we had, and um, we've been friends with him over the years, and we share secrets and communicate back and forth. So we uh, gave him a call because we think you have a lot to offer today. So, Tony, what are you uh, what are you seeing on your end of the country? Larry and I are out on the West Coast, so uh, you're from our neck of the woods originally, back in Boston. So uh, what's going on there? Everything's coming to a stop, or it has been for about a week or two, and uh, now they're actually stopping people at the border, and if they have an out-of-state plate, telling them they have to shelter in place for uh, two weeks. My, my receptionist comes from Rhode Island, because we're actually pretty close to the border, and she got stopped, and they were trying to get her to shelter in place, and she's like, I'll shelter at work, so... <laughs> Wow. So they're sending people to state. So the same on the, on the New Hampshire border too? Uh, mostly Rhode Island and Mass because of um, a lot of, there are a lot of people coming up from New York going to their summer homes. Yeah. I've been reading, there's been articles in the wall street journal, New York times, all, all about that and the issues that it's posing. Yes. So uh, what about business? You still getting the phone to ring and. Uh, no, that had to take some work. Uh, it, well, it rang at first with all cancellations because uh, the majority of our business is um, high-end fabric protection. So either warehouses were closing, stores were closing. Right. Uh, so, um, so we had to go into an, uh, a different mode and, and try to do something else. Um, yeah. You know, it's, it's a different mindset. So you have to really think of, you know, what you're going to do and really work it with your crews. And yeah. just put your mind to and do it. So everybody's using the word pivot and uh, that's like the new buzzword. So what are you doing to pivot? And, and well, before we get to that, <clears throat> excuse me, do you feel that that, that protection work will be there as the shelter in place gets lifted? Oh yes. I, I yeah. think a lot of cleaning and protection is going to be out there a, a lot. I, I've even heard that from clients that I've talked to. They just want to see what's going on for the next couple of weeks. Yeah. And uh, we're going to need you to clean everything. So I think it's going to be Well, and that puts pressure on you to make sure you keep your team. Yes, definitely. And yeah. we're, that's what we're working to do. Yeah. Okay. So um, now those who don't know Tony, like Larry and I, Tony usually has a beard. <laughs> so Tony, what's with the no beard? <laughs> well, what we did was... Um, I read an article about how the beard can possibly uh, increase your chances of catching the, the COVID-19. Um, and it made me start thinking, boy, I don't want to walk into estimates or customers and have the first thing on their mind is um, their defense come up 
I want to make them feel calm. So I talked to a couple of the guys on staff that had beards too. We decided to shave them off. Uh, we adopted a, um, a, we were making a biosecurity plan on how we were going to handle all this. And um, I ended up taking one from John Browning. He, um, he wrote one um, and it was easier for me to copy his um, small fee. And it, it basically set the company up on how we're going to handle ourselves. And we tweaked it a little bit. So we go in with um, a custom face mask that my, my daughter made. And they look pretty cool. They're not as, as you know, scary as the N95s. Um, they're protected with a special protector. Um, we go in with gloves, booties, and we try to ease the, the client because as a business owner, we're the very dominant ones. We charge forward, and we have to remember that we're charging into someone's home that right now is, is very scared. So we decide, to, how are we going to calm them? And apparently this is it. Yeah. So, so have you had anybody mention it? <clears throat> oh, yes. Um, most people, when they see me, they're like, oh, you should get it off. And, I, and um, never seen it off. And I'm like, my wife's only seen it off four times. Um, and um, they ask why. And when I tell them why, they're like, well, that's impressive. I, I really appreciate that. Yeah. And, yeah, it's going the extra mile. And they, they, they like that. It's a small price to pay for them to feel comfortable. Once they're comfortable, um, I mean, I had one guy out working one job today on the road, and in the meantime, three others came in, and he's out cleaning four jobs total today. That's perfect. That's, that's great. That's perfect. That's what we like to hear. So let me ask you this as a follow-up then. You know, I know you've been in business a long time. This is maybe the, the most intense it's been, but it's not the first issue that you've faced in the economy. What are you doing to get the phone to ring? Um. Well, two things. At first, while I was trying to make a plan, uh, an old business owner once told me the phone works two ways. It's not broken, start calling out. So I had the office start calling out, talking to our closest referral sources and telling them what we could do. While I put together um, pretty much a couple of press releases, which were tremendous, got them out there right away. Um, people flipping through. Um, and then I started with the emails, marketing my own customer base. Uh, sent one email out uh, yesterday afternoon. Um, had three estimates um, already scheduled by that afternoon. And this morning, I came in at in this early, and at 5 a.m., someone emailed me, "Can you come give us an estimate on on sanitizing a um, 40,000 square foot building?" So, right. uh, and then on the way there a fifth one came in. So, so the emailing, the press releases, um, you know, just to your client base, they, pa they pass them around. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. It's like, you have to make the phone ring. You know, if the phone's not ringing on its own, then what you're doing effectively is you're making it ring. You're, you're, you're putting enough content out there to them via email or press release or whatever that, a certain percentage of people are going to act upon that. And all the companies that aren't doing the proactive work that you're doing, they don't get that phone call. Correct. Because that phone call is being made to somebody. Might as yeah. well be you. Yeah. You know, and that's what we've been talking about a lot, Larry and I, over the last couple of weeks on this daily podcast is that like in 2008, Larry and I just market, 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 market till. And then when the economy got good, 
we were so used to marketing, we just kept doing it. Yeah, and it made a big difference. You know? So, Tony, you mentioned press release, and you and I had a conversation about a week ago about this. And, you know, Larry and I never did press releases when we had our service business. And after talking to you, I was like, man, I wish we, we had done press releases. So, can you tell everybody kind of how you got into doing that and, and then what the process is to make that happen? Because I don't think that many people know how to do it. Sure. Um, I thought about doing this a couple of years ago, figure out how to get my own SEO up there. So um, I started doing some press releases so they would link back to uh, links back to my, my website. Um, and um, it was working so well between that and ranking videos that I decided to set my, my kids up in, in a little side business while they're going to college. And so now they do them for me. I tell them what I want. They research, research real quick what we're sending the press release out on. It goes out and um, it doesn't, someone does not have to call you on the press release, but just the backlinks to your site gives your site ranking. But what I was finding is if it's an interesting press release, uh, I did some on moth swarms for uh, how they destroy area rugs. And all of a sudden, a couple days later, I would get a phone call. Hey, uh, uh, can you come look at my rugs? You know, I'm like, wow, this, it's pretty cool. I'm, I'm getting ranking and I'm getting phone calls off it. Um, off of the first press release I did with this COVID-19, uh, just about cleaning and that we're still out there, um, someone from the Boston Herald actually called me um, and, and I spoke to them. So it was, it was pretty cool uh, just getting it out there. Uh, I get calls from all over the country on, on different things, especially fabric protection, because that's the biggest thing that we do. Uh, and it's, it's the press releases. Uh, it goes to about, it gets submitted to about 2,000 sources, online sources, and maybe 400 to 900 will pick it up. So how does that work though? How do you actually get it to these 2,000 sources? Um, <clears throat> it's, through, um, it's through a program and the rights that my, my kids now have on a, a business. So I just contract to them to write a press release I just okay it, they submit it, and, and that's how it works. So, so I'm trying to follow you. So, where do they submit it? That's they're I think submitting it to an um, an agency. Um, they're listed as like an agency, and it submits to another agency that accepts newsworthy material, and then they all review it and decide whether they're going to put it into the publication or not. And okay, normally, uh, close to forty or fifty percent pick it up. Um, I mean, what we're putting out is so specialized, um, it, it's not going to go into a, a large range. But if it gets picked up by four or 500 publications, that's four or 500 backlinks to my, to the, my website. It's a no, big that's, deal. Th that's yeah. really interesting. Yeah. So, Tony, we, don't, we know you're busy and we don't want to take your whole day, but um, what advice would you have to other guys, whether they're plumbers, electricians, cleaning business, you know, guys who are running service businesses what what would you as a final note say to everybody listening that might be struggling um you know what start first in your office get everyone on board write yourself a um a COVID-19 response packet or or talk to John Browning from TriFocus and see if um you can get his um and then explain to, to all your clients what you're doing to keep them safe and why, why you're still out there. 
and uh, they just want to know you care. They're going to remember that either if they need something now or later. Uh, and soon they will. I mean, I'm at my house and, and I noticed, oh great, I, I'm here more and I'm noticing my, my sink's leaking a little bit. I might as well just call a plumber. You know, uh, today I got, a, or yesterday, uh, someone came by with mail and and um, when my son brought it in, I said, you know, this guy's thinking. He sees my driveway. He wants to do seal coating. I said, save it, put it on the fridge. We'll call him this summer when we go to do it because he's out marketing in the tough time. You know, yeah. that's what you got to do. Get out there and it's going to be guerrilla marketing for a little while. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think in the end, if we're being positive and we look at the upside of a bad situation, if you can get good at guerrilla marketing now, you can continue to do that for years on end after, and your business will only be better. Yes. And, and another thing, which is, um, hopefully my competitors are tuned out now, but I want to go with positive stuff. So if anything's going on social media, it's pretty much going to be uh, positive on, you know, here's how you clean stuff. Here's how you clean your hands. Here's how you, um, you know, you should keep your, your desk or your, your office or your phone, you know, just positive stuff to help people. Yeah. And uh, I think that will get more attention than this negative stuff. Yeah. Larry, do you have any final thoughts as well? No, I think um, he's very creative. And I think everybody should be shaving their beards, including you, Mr. Sprague. I, dude, can't you see I trimmed it way down? Yeah, I don't know. Hey, doesn't work. I'm, I'm not nervous. going to anybody's house. <laughs> I'm around you anyway. So, you know, my theory is the more of my face that's covered, the better. <laughs> the better it looks. Larry and I used to believe that, but now we're changing our minds. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Tony. Well, thanks a lot, man. We really appreciate having you on. Okay. Be safe. All right. Take care. Thank you for listening to the Blue Collar Nation podcast. For more information on what Eric and Larry do, please visit www.morningtechmeeting.com or visit us on our Facebook page, Blue Collar Consulting. Thank you and see you back here next week with another amazing episode of the Blue Collar Nation podcast.